Hello and welcome to the Our Community Listens podcast. My name is Adam Salgett, and in today's episode, we're going to hear a conversation between our lead of alumni enrichment, Sarah Weisbarth, and alumni, Michelle Marshall. Michelle is a professional counselor at Missouri Baptist Children's Home in St. Louis, Missouri. She's been in the social service field for 22 years. As part of her profession, she often listens to solve, but the Our Community Listens training has changed that. In the following conversation, hear how she has implemented the skills into her professional life, but also how it has had a profound effect on her personal life through times of confrontation and loss. These changes will ripple through generations. Listen closely as they discuss the difference between accepting and embracing, and Michelle explains how this new communication skill set has inspired her to become a facilitator for our community lessons. Hey, Michelle, I'm so glad to see you today as we join together to have a conversation about your experiences with our community listens. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. We talked a few weeks ago about your experience with our community listens, and I just feel like you have such a powerful story, such an applicable story in so many ways. And that's why we invited you on to share that with our alumni. It's always inspiring for our alumni to hear how other alumni are using the skills and how it's impacted their lives. But your story just even moves in additionally with um, your profession and you as a growing facilitator for our community listens. I'm just looking forward to our conversation today. I am looking forward as well. Cool. So if you could just start out by sharing with us, um, really, how did you get introduced to our community listens? So it's interesting um, how it happened. Um, I think back to a time where I had the privilege of not only um, living with my brother throughout my life at times, but also working with him. And so uh, it's interesting to me, he used to always tell my supervisor, you need to send her to communication skills training. So um, at that time, I just would be like, no, I'm okay. I communicate well. You're not understanding. And so um, that was kind of stayed with me. My brother passed about three years ago, and that kind of stayed to the back of my mind, uh, particularly as it relates to communicating with my family through that loss and um, just working through that. So communication really stood out to me. So um, actually, through an organization that I um, worked with, a young lady kind of shared about our community listen, and my pastor um, kind of talked to me directly and said, hey, I really think this is something that you should attend. I'm attending, come along with me. And so I went with her. Well, we signed up at the same time. We ended up being in separate classes. And so that's kind of how I got to the training. Because when I read communication skills training, I realized and I connected that this might be what my brother was talking about. Yeah. Right, and kind of having that connection moment um, inspired you to take it. Yes. Now, was um, just asking a detail, was this um, before or after he had passed away? So this was after he passed um, that this opportunity was presented to me. And so, like I said, when I was reading through the information and I heard about the communication skills, that really connected with me. And I was like, wow, he always said this, maybe I need this. And then particularly about um, the ability to learn how to confront properly was something that really stood out to me when I read the information about the tra- confrontation, um, how to do that properly really um, just resonated with me. 
Yeah. Tell us more about that. What, like, what did you notice that was different for you? Um, What resonated with me, I knew that that was difficult. Confrontation was something that was difficult for me at times. So I either tend to go on the far left where I just avoid confrontation at all, or I went to the far right where it's very um, aggressive in my confrontation. And so when I read some of the information, I thought I really need to be effective in my confrontation. And so that really resonated cool and that was the goal then you went into with class is like wow they're going to teach me something that's going to be different this is the thing right this is what i think i may be missing (laughs) wow wow where did it go from there so um i would say that it i may have went initially thinking it was all about confrontation which is something that's um presented later in the class but all of the information that was presented prior to the confrontation model really, really, really was relevant and really actually helped me develop the skills necessary and understand and connect these skills are necessary to confront and how you got to utilize those and how they connect and interline with each other. Is there anything specific about the other skills that you want to share with us? I will say for me, um, it's just the power of listening. Um, I just by profession, I learned about myself in that class that I listen to solve a lot of times versus mm-hmm. listening. And um, that really helped me shift my mindset that particularly in the um, in the personal relationships, they may not want to hear my professional um, <laughs> perspective, they may just want to be heard. And so that really helped me understand And even though I I try to be intentional about that. It just brought another um, set of refreshing thoughts that I really need to focus on my interpersonal relationship, making sure that I am just listening to listen and be present and connect versus listening to solve. Yeah, yeah. And in our previous conversation, you had mentioned that that aspect really impacted uh, your relationship with your sister-in-law, your brother's wife, and then eventually your nieces. You want to share more about that with us? Yes. um, I just, like I said, so many different, um, so much of the information really impacted that relation. I would start, I would start with the idea um, where they presented that acceptance is not equal to um, agreement. And that was a very difficult concept for my brain to process, given the situation that I was facing. In my mind, if I accepted that, I was actually um, agreeing with how they were dealing with that. And that was part of the conflict. And eventually, um, it took me about two days the first two days of that class were really wrestling with that. I'm like, no, that's not a true statement. I kept just rolling and letting it roll around, um, particularly not allowing my past perceptions to block that out, just remaining open to that idea and allowing my brain and my mind and my heart to process that. And it was probably like at the end of the second day, um, I just somehow, I guess it rolled around long enough where it actually uh, connected. And I realized that there's a difference with just accepting where that person is, um, where they may be, versus accepting how they're dealing with it. And I was able to separate that and I could see how not being able to accept where they were, meaning that can block your ability to connect and to be um, to actually be empathetic with them. And so that was a pivotal shift, um, first of all, with that relationship with my, my sister-in-law. Just reflecting on that 
and acknowledging that that was true and then focusing my um, energy and my efforts to connect versus to just give a message to a verbal message um, was really pivotal in that relationship. Wow. I'm just, um, I'm just sitting here kind of absorbing so many things that you shared there because I feel like there was an aspect of your personal growth that had to happen first, that rolling around, that wrestling, that struggling, that engaging your, your mind and your heart before you could say, you know what, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. I'm going to do this in this relationship because the relationship is so important to me that I can make this shift because it matters. So I feel like there's a point, like we talk about the skills and, and we tell people like, just go practice the skills, like start practicing the skills and then you'll come to see the impact. But it sounds like for you, there's also an aspect of like, well, I have to personally grow and, and um, embrace the skills in a different way if it's going to be meaningful, if it's going to connect in that relationship. Yes. And I, I like the word that you utilize as embrace. I think a lot of times we accept things, but I'm learning that there's a difference between accepting something and embracing it. When you embrace it, you're leaning into it. It's a whole different aspect. And so the need to embrace um, personal growth as a, as a whole is very important. And how, how that impacts relationships and connection overall is very important. Yeah, I almost feel a tug on my heart right now when you say embrace, where I feel like accept is something I can rationalize up in my head. Uh, and I, I, I love that you're distinguishing between those two things, and it feels different for me as we're talking about it. Yeah, so yeah, for me, it was very different. Like you said, accept, I can rationalize it, I can process it, but embracing requires me to lean into it, to work through mm -hmm. it, and, and, and walk it out. It's very different. You mentioned that you are in a profession that kind of aligns with these skills and that they, they helped you, but also kind of helped you shift maybe how you think or help people with your profession. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I definitely would say um, I've been in the social service field for over 22 years, and I truly can say that I believe OCL is one of the most comprehensive, proactive approaches to trans um, to change. It's you know OCL is one of the most comprehensive approaches I have seen that impacts lives. And I think the way that comes to me and how it speaks to me, many people show up in counseling. Really, if you go to the most common denominator, a lot of times it's, I can sum it up to identity and relationships. And so they're, they're dealing with something or struggling with something regarding their identity or they are struggling in relationship as a result of their identity at some time. So those two things are very, uh, you see a lot in the counseling field, okay? Um, I will say that um, this, our social and emotional well-being is very important. Um, and a lot of times it's got to do with those two things, our identity and relationship. So for me, what I've learned is that how OCL approaches self-awareness and relationships, it really could, and I've seen it be impactful to overall people who seeking to improve themselves and their relationships. Could I, could I make the leap 
and I guess I'm asking your professional opinion in this question, could I make the leap to say that our listening skills, our effective confrontation skills, even um, taking a look at our, our individual tendencies and how we show up, this is something that people can start to use to improve their, their mental well-being. Is, is that a leap or can you support yes, that? Yes, I truly believe, like I said, um, our social and emotional well-being has a lot to do with how we see ourselves, how we show up in the world, and how we connect yeah. with others. And so many of the skills that are learned in OCL addresses all of that information. And so when we're doing that, I think it improves our our career, our family relationships, all of our interpersonal relationships as a whole. So yes, I do agree that utilizing these skills through self-awareness, becoming aware of how we show up and, and how other people perceive us and what um, challenges may come or arise as a result of that, and then utilizing the skills to kind of work through some of that, I think truly I can speak personally and I do believe professionally can impact our overall well-being. Wow. That is just I mean, we know, we know mental health issues are huge issues in society um, and probably always have been, but now we're, we're bringing them to light and we're openly talking about them. And so just the realization that creating that human connection and creating that um, environment where we say that everybody matters has the potential to impact that. I'm getting some chills, honestly. Like, I'm like, wow, this is super cool. <laughs> Like, I feel like it's one of those things that like we know that we know, but to, to hear your, your personal experience, but also your professional perspective really is like, yeah, I put some oomph behind that. Yeah, yeah I truly uh, believe in that. Um, you know, by no means I'm not, you know, addressing some of the more deeper mental health, you know, issues, or that, but we do know that research shows that if social and emotional issues are not addressed um, and, and for a prolonged period of time, that's where we see the more mental health diagnosis. So if we can address these things early on, I truly believe we'll see a difference in our schools, in our community, and just throughout the world, if we can just get this information and people could buy in and embrace um, what, what, we're, what we're learning in OCL. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that, that powerful statement of really what we're missional about. And you've embraced uh, this mission of our community listens so much so that you're adding being a facilitator to your resume. Tell us more about that. Yes, I, as I said, uh, working in the so social service field for over 22 years, um, you experience a lot, you hear a lot, you see a lot, um, you, you have victories over a lot. But as I've spoke early to OCL being the most comprehensive, proactive approach. Um, for me, when you are in this field for a long time, you can become kind of emotionally fatigued at times because of all of the weight that you may um, experience. So for me, the idea of being able to be a part of getting this, giving this gift away to other people so that they can utilize this and give it away to other people and be able to 
work in a proactive manner is so exciting to me. Um, it's something that I needed in my life. Um, so I'm excited. I'm encouraged by being able to work from a proactive approach versus a reactive approach. A lot of times as a licensed professional counselor, you see people way after the fact. So to be able to go out into the community and connect with people and give these skills early, I think is just an amazing opportunity. We're, um, we're so excited to have you joining our team of um, facilitators. And I like the term facilitator because I feel like what we do is we facilitate connection. We facilitate understanding. Um, it's not like we're going in and presenting and telling people. We're instead engaging with them on a whole different level. And I can just see that um, passion in your eyes as I get to look at you through the video screen. <laughs> I want to um, shift it back towards your personal relationships. Um, I know that some of the, you've been mentioning things about identity and tendency um, and even how that might relate to motive, like how we go into situations. Um, I know you have a special relationship with your nieces. You want to tell us more about that? Yes, um, my nieces are currently, they are um, 15, 16, and 18 years old. Um, however, in the last three years, they have experienced a substantial amount of loss. Um, my brother passed in May of 2016. Their grandparents on their mom's side passed in January and February of 2017. And then they just lost their mom in January of 19, 2019. So they have um, experienced a significant amount of loss um, and they are recently joined with me and my parents. And so we are trying to do everything possible to, um, to communicate to them that they're loved, that they're accepted and that they matter despite all of the loss that they have experienced and just going through being a teenager at this time um, Feeling like you matter, feeling like you're loved and accepted is very, very important. So that is my ultimate goal for them and to believe in them and let them know that they can accomplish anything that they put their mind to despite um, some of the circumstances and situations that they have experienced in their lives. Wow. What, um, I don't know, I just have to pause because that level of loss, it must feel overwhelming for them. Um, and there's a little light for me because I'm encouraged to know that they have someone like you that has that intentionality, being able to be present in their lives. And um, I have to imagine that as you worked on your relationship with their mother, that they feel supported knowing that they have someone that cares and is willing to grow with them now a part of their lives because they saw you do that with their mom. Yeah, and I think I am so grateful. Um, the timing was very important. Like I said, I, when I went through the class and how all this happened after the class and to be able to have that framework um, those tools to pull from um, was very instrumental. And because of how our comfort, our last confrontation went. Um, from there, we truly connected and she really allowed me in more, which also positioned me to have a kind of clear transition for them to come with us, to be able to make decisions for them in school and all of that. She'd done a lot of that before she passed. And I think that is instrumental in allowing them to accept 
this change that mom was in agreement with this versus prior to when we were conflicting, it was a different situation. So I think just them knowing and seeing us walk together in the last stages of our life really has helped them to embrace this um, from a different perspective. Wow. Sorry, I have um, I have some tears in my eyes because you're really talking about like generational impact as well. Um, that your ability to repair that relationship with their mom had that trickle down is almost not even a powerful enough term, but it had that um, relational impact for them as well and for generations. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm just having this moment of like, wow, like they watched that happen and now that matters in your relationship with them. Yes. And, and it helps me as well, because when I find myself, um, one of the things I've, another thing that really stood out about OCL that I learned was about my profile, understanding that I am a high S, so I have definitely have that need to serve a higher purpose, okay, um, also understanding that harmony is so important to me. Um, but one of the things that really stood out to me was that when I am not in harmonious environments, I become very, uh, I have D tendencies and become very direct and demanding. Um, and so that helped me understand in that relationship with my sister-in-law what was going on. And so because I'm trying to create and bring myself into a place of harmony and create the harmony, um, so what has happened with understanding, I used to think that I was just a D. I've never been a D. I've always been an S. But what happens is when my harmony is not there, I become, I, I start trying to create it around myself in a pretty demanding, um, uh, direct manner. And so what that has done for me is to understand that I can be proactive in my approach to creating, uh, to establishing harmony in my relationships versus trying to wait to their conflicting and then trying to create it. And so with my nieces, even in those moments when I find myself being very direct and demanding when hormone, I can stop, take a minute and take a breath and reflect and understanding that, okay, it is important for me to reestablish these relational patterns in a, re, in a very proactive way versus reactive. Wow. Wow. I feel like that whole statement just kind of brought all of the things that we've been talking about together, that like what you know about yourself and your needs, how you saw that maybe trying to get those needs met in an ineffective way in the past, realizing the impact on the relationships, working towards that acceptance, and then taking like that, almost like that personal power to make a choice and do something different. Um, wow, that's incredible. My, um, my next question is like, what is your hope um, kind of for vision for others that maybe as they grow with our community listens, but Man, I'm so hopeful after this whole conversation. I don't know if you have additional inspiration for us. Anything you want to share? I think it just goes back to um, what we addressed earlier, the idea of embracing. Um, I think that's my main thing that I would say to them. I mean, just continue to lean in 
to this process, even in the challenging times, in the difficult times, in the aha moments, like, oh, I did not execute that well. I did not address that well. But even in that, I think continue to lean in, look for another opportunity to utilize the skills and, and, and the information that you have and believe that it will impact your life as well as the those that are around you. That is the biggest thing um, that I would say to alumni. Um, I would also say, I don't know if this is available to everyone nationally, but I would definitely encourage them to attend like the refresher courses. I know locally in St. Louis, we have these refresher courses. And I am telling you that these refresher courses really, really, really um, has continued my growth. Um, I went to one just last week on, um, on um, empathy blockers and in the class, I can't say that the filters, barriers and blockers were something that I was really focused in on because I probably was getting all these other aha moments. Um, but right now, this has um, revolutionized again, how I see life to understand how our belief systems, our thoughts can block, I mean, flat out, kick something out, a new idea out, a new um, process out. It won't even allow it in um, and how important that is and how, again, the importance of opening myself up, processing through, and the few things that I have tore some blockers down in my life recently, and it's just amazing. The impact and the outcomes are truly amazing. I just have to say, Michelle, um, I am so touched by your vulnerability, um, your personal and professional willingness to say, yeah, these are things that have gotten in my way. And even just inspiring us with the recognition that personal growth is a process. We all come across this any moment of our, our lives where we're like, oh man, didn't realize that one, but that just smacked me hard in the face. Um, and you're just speaking to that in such a way that seems very relatable. And I, I feel like we wouldn't be able to connect with that if you weren't um, so willing to be so vulnerable and open. So I just really want to acknowledge that and appreciate that in you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, on a practical note, um, I do want to speak to those refresher classes and our continuous learning sessions. Um, I do feel like, man, we give our participants so much information in those three days. My joke when I'm teaching in classes, like we're feeding you through a fire hose and like, man, if you can just get it down to a garden hose, that would be great at the end of three days. But there's so much in those three days. And then there's so much that can build off of those three days. So as we grow as an organization, um, doing those continuous learning sessions, doing those refreshers, um, having access to webinars nationally, man, there's just always these great opportunities to continue to learn and grow and to continue to connect with other alumni. Like I love that I'm talking to you in St. Louis, Missouri from Michigan and realize that we all have a shared experience because we are all human and everybody matters and we are all people and we just want to connect and learn from one another. So I'm just, I'm just so excited about our organization. I'm so excited to meet and talk with you more and um, embrace with you as a fellow facilitator and passionate learner. And um, 
I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you. I did as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm grateful to be able to share my experiences and to just speak to the power um, that lies within this organization and the mission. So thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of power there. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Our podcast continues to evolve. This episode subject matter is what we're calling engagement. Our goal is to share stories of connection and inspire alumni to revisit the skills. For those who haven't been through the Our Community Listens training, maybe they will consider making it a priority to see how it can improve their life and those around them. Our next episode subject matter is education. Join myself, Sarah Weisbarth, and Marsha Burns, who is Director of Content, Quality, and Curriculum with Our Community Listens. We will discuss how these skills apply to leadership and connect everyone to the truly human leadership movement. If you have any suggestions about subjects for our podcast, feel free to reach out through our Facebook page. And if you're interested in taking a class, visit ourcommunitylistens.org. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. And don't forget, each word, each action, each silent moment of listening sends a message. Therefore, you are the message.